light. Turn in your Bibles tonight to Acts chapter number 2. If you've got your Bible, Acts chapter number 2. When you get there, say amen. 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 Boy, that's fast. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verses 18 through verse number 20. The Bible says, And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And... <laughs> Let me just back up just a second. I want you to see something, verse 18. I want you to get a hold of this. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days. All right? So get that. Keep that in your mind. In those days. My shirt's unbuttoned, but we're going to be all right. Uh, and they shall prophesy, verse 19, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. Now there's a whole lot of things in these verses that are taken out of context, okay? There's a whole lot of that that goes on. So we're going to get in this uh, try and get in as deep as we can, but I don't want to confuse anybody. But anyhow, in our last study, we had to stop over in verse number 17. But before we got there, we read in verse number 14 where the Bible says, But Peter, standing up the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. Now, as we said in our last study, Peter is now standing up, and we see here that God has given him a message in which he was to proclaim. So we see that Peter was no longer a scared man tonight to call Jesus Christ Lord. And we'll see that fact mentioned later in the Bible as well. So not only was Peter no longer scared tonight, remember Peter denied Christ three times earlier in the Bible, but here he is, he's not scared tonight, and Peter's not ashamed as well tonight. And I just want to say this, child of God, before we go any further tonight, uh, you and I don't need to be ashamed of Lord Jesus Christ in the day and hour in which we live. There's lots of things folks need to be ashamed of, but Jesus Christ, is not the one we need to be ashamed of. So here's old denying Peter tonight. He's no longer in denial. Now tonight he's standing up amongst the crowd, which is what we ought to be doing in our day and in our time. You know, folks ought to see a difference in children of God. We ought to stand up amongst the crowd and be different. It's all right. People may call you weird. People may call you funny. But that's okay. Let them go ahead tonight. But Peter here is standing up and he's not shy. He's standing up with boldness tonight. And he's standing up and he's about to tell all these Jews that are watching uh, just what it is that's going on. So we talked about that in our last study. And then we read verse 15 as well where the Bible said, For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Alright, those Jews there, they were watching and hearing their own language and they thought these men had to be drunk. They said something's wrong with these fellas. So instead of giving God the glory tonight, they're blaming it on the alcohol. And that's... Uh, that there's a lot of blame with a lot of things. But anyway, listen, Peter stands up tonight and he lets his men know that the apostles are not drunk tonight because it was the third hour of the day 
which would have been 9 o'clock there. All right, so Peter, uh, uh, Peter tells them this, and then he told them something else in verse 16. The Bible said this. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. We're digging in to where God wants us to go. So Peter is standing up tonight here in the Bible. He's letting all those Jews know tonight that this is what the prophet Joel was talking about over in the Old Testament, okay? He was telling them that all this was coming to pass and they were living in that age in which he had prophesied about. Joel prophesied about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God. So Peter tells them that. Then he tells them just what it is that Joel said. The Bible says in verse number 17, And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. That's what Joel was prophesying about. Now, hold on. We're going to look at some more of that tonight. But we talked about that phrase, the last days. And that is what you and I are living in right now is we are living in the last days. Thank you for that. But here were the apostles tonight. Now, they were living in the last days as well because Jesus Christ had come and He died on the cross. They were in the last days. And he's standing up now, Peter is, amongst the crowd. He's telling those devout Jews that the things that are mentioned here in the Word of God are now coming to pass. Now, we're going to look at that deeper tonight. Alright? And as you and I study all this out, you've got to keep in mind that this is not for this age. Some of this was for that age. Some of that was for the ages to come. Alright? So remember that. We read all that in our last study. Let's read verse number 18. I want you to dig into this because there's a lot of confusion about these verses. And we know who the author of confusion is. It's the devil. Alright? The Bible says in verse number 18, And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Now this is all in Joel's prophecy tonight. And this points out to you and me that first of all, that the power of the Holy Spirit of God is not confined to any particular class of people. Alright? It's not just uh, confined to some rank of society. I'm glad that it doesn't matter, friend, whether you're rich or whether you're poor tonight. The Holy Ghost of God can come to you if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's also a lot of talk that says this. I've heard this statement made that a rich man can't get saved. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible plainly states that it is harder for a rich man to get saved because instead of trusting Christ, they'll trust their riches. It's a lot harder. And you can go in Matthew and you can see all that. But listen tonight, it don't matter if you think of yourself as the greatest or biggest sinner in the world tonight. I'm glad that we see the Holy Ghost of God is for whosoever will tonight. The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just for the sheep of Israel anymore either, but it is now to the Jew. I mean, now to the Greek. It was to the Jew first. But now you and I have it because they reject it. Me and my boss man was talking earlier uh, this morning and we got to think about something and you think about it too. If the Jews had not rejected Christ, would it ever, would we have ever been able to have that salvation? I don't think so. But they did reject. And now salvation is brought to all. 
And I thank God for that, don't you? All right, so listen. We know that the gospel is the power of salvation unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So ever since this day of Pentecost had come to pass in the Word of God, for all that believe, the Holy Ghost is poured out upon them the day that we got saved. And it don't matter whether you're rich or whether you're poor. It don't matter if you're the owner of a business tonight or not. Uh, or if you're just a worker like me. And I'm glad that salvation is for all who believe. Salvation's for the black. Salvation's for the white. Salvation's for the brown. Salvation's for the green. If you're green, amen. It's for anybody who call upon the name of Lord Jesus Christ. So it's here in our text tonight that we see this word handmaidens as well. Now what that means in our text is that means female servants. Alright, that term was applied many times over in the book of Psalms. It's used in Luke 1 and 38. Luke 1 and 48 as well. Uh, the Bible said, I'm not going to have you turn there, but you can see in your notes, uh, I've written down that this goes with this scripture so you can kind of break it down later. But the Bible said in Luke 1 and 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. That's that word handmaid. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. The Bible said in Luke 1 and 48, For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. As I said a moment ago, the Holy Spirit is not just for some, it is for all. Hallelujah for that. I'm glad it's for me. I'm glad it's for you. Aren't you glad you and I this morning or tonight do not live under the law, but we live under grace. Grace is for everybody. Hey man, it don't matter if it's the biggest drunk on the street. God's grace is for everybody that will call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of their sin, and turn to Him by faith. So whosoever does now has that Spirit of God living in them. We've said that before. And I'm glad it don't stay for a little while. I'm glad I don't get the Holy Ghost of God and then it gets took away. Amen. There's this... Uh, uh, doctrine today, this free will doctrine that says you can lose it. Well, let me say this, and I'm not being smart elderly, I'm not. I, God knows my heart. Well, just what sin is it that you have to commit for you to lose it? I don't understand that. See, friend, we sin every day, even though we're saved. And it ain't ours to lose, but it's His to keep. Amen. And I thank God for that, don't you? The Bible said, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee in John 3 and 5. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. But if you're saved, you're in the kingdom of God tonight. The Bible said in Romans 8 and verse number 9, But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you've come and called upon Christ by grace through faith, then the Spirit of God with a capital S is living inside of you. God's not going to take His Spirit away. You cannot walk out of God's hand. Amen. God's hand is so big that it made it all the water in the earth. You go ahead and start trying to walk and see where you get. Alright, so we see all that. Now let's focus on another part of this verse as well. The Bible said in verse number 18, and they shall prophesy. Here's where I want to get to. So this is what the prophet Joel said. And we know that this was a partial fulfillment of this prophecy. 
Alright? I want you to understand that. And a prophecy, I guess you can say, looks forward to something. Or looks backward. It can look either way. But you would see it partially fulfilled tonight in Acts 19 and 6. Turn your Bible there. The Bible said this. And when Paul laid his hands upon him, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and what? Prophesied. Alright? You would see this partial fulfillment in Acts 21 and verse number 9. The Bible said, And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And then you'd see it in Acts 11 and 28. You can back up there where Agabus prophesied as well during the transition period. The Bible said in Acts 11 and 28, And there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Do you see that now? Prophecy can look ahead and it can look backwards. So we see that this gift of prophecy here was for this transitional period in your Bible. Okay, you've got to keep that in mind. It was given to them for that time and for us to look forward to a future time as well. Alright, so we see all that. Now, I don't want you to be confused. Let's read verses 19 through 20 and we're going to stop there. I want you to understand your Bible. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vaporous smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Alright, remember, this is prophecy spoken by the prophet Joel. Alright, let's look first in these verses. The Bible said, I will show wonders. That literally means there will be signs. He will show wonders, which in the Hebrew word tonight means wonderful occurrences. So that means that miracles will be wrought by God or by the messengers of God. So a lot of these wonders tonight that the Bible's talking about happened there in the Old Testament. All right, you and I will find that. We're going to go in to some of the new as well later. And you and I can read about those wonders. And as a matter of fact, over in Exodus 4 and 21... The Bible says, And the Lord said to Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand, but I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. There was a wonder that happened there, and there are many more wonders in the Word of God that happened as well. Another one you'd find in Exodus chapter 7 and verse number 3, the Bible said, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. That was something great that God was doing were those wonders. Exodus 7 and 9. The Bible says, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. Is that not a wonder? That... Uh, Moses could cast a rod down and become a servant. That is a sign and a wonder there. So there are wonders, there are miracles in the Word of God. And every time a miracle happened, you know what it caused people to do? It caused them to wonder. Alright? So this has also happened in Deuteronomy. And you can go back and read all this later. For the sake of time, I'm not going to have you flip. But Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 33 through 34, the Bible said, Did ever the people hear the voice of God? Speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and live. Or if God has said to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation uh, by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, 
and by war, by a mighty hand, and by stretched out arm, and by great terrors according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. You know what Peter's doing? Peter is telling them, look at what has come to pass. Look at what happened. It's all being fulfilled before your eyes. Just open them and look. Alright, so those people were amazed at the signs and wonders which had been done before their eyes in those days. Now Jesus said in John 4 and 48, Jesus, the smartest man ever lived, said this, Then Jesus said to him, Except you see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Now, Jesus was trying to show these people. Alright, but here's Peter tonight. He's standing up and he's kind of getting at this. He's saying this was spoken by the prophet Joel... And what has now been shown unto you Jews by signs and wonders, it has all been shown. Why? So that you might believe. Alright? So that's what the whole purpose of Peter standing up was so that those Jews might believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see that later on. But as you and I look at verses 19 and 20, I want you to understand something else. And I do not want you to miss this. Look where the Bible says that great and notable day of the Lord. Do you see that? Alright. So we know that there were signs. We know there were wonders being done there at Pentecost. But we also know tonight that not all the events that record that are recorded in this uh, prophecy by Joel occurred on the day of Pentecost. You cannot read your Bible and say all this took place on the day of Pentecost that Peter's preaching about. Because it didn't. Alright. So there was no blood on that day, was there? There wasn't no blood there. Alright, there was no fire on that day. Tongues like as a fire, there was no fire. Alright, the Bible plainly says in verse number 20, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. That did not happen at Pentecost. Alright, I want you to understand. So that great and notable day of the Lord had not come yet. So I don't want you to be confused about Joel's prophecy mentioned here. A lot of people take this and they say that this is what happened. Well, no, this is what Peter's preaching about. Okay? So that did not occur on the day of Pentecost. It will happen one day though. Alright? So the Bible says in verse number 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now what does that mean tonight? The day of the Lord mentioned here is a day in the future. It has not happened yet, okay? God will manifest Himself in a powerful way. Now that will be the day in which judgment will be poured out upon the wicked and the Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified. Now in that day, He's not going to come as Lamb that everybody thinks that He is. He's not going to come as that God of love. He's going to come as a, a God of judgment. Okay, He's going to come as King of kings and Lord of lords. The Bible said in Luke 17 and 24, For as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in His day. First Thessalonians 5 and 2 says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. The Bible said in 2 Peter 3 and 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away. Now get a hold of this. Here's something that Joel's talking about happening in 2 Peter 3 and 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, 
in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. There's your fire one day. You know, listen to me. I, I am totally for keeping our planet sanitary. I am. But what these scientists and all these people can't figure out tonight is this earth is going to burn up. I don't think that they can prevent it. Uh, they cannot stop it because the Bible plainly states she's going to burn. Okay, that's what the Word of God said. Now we can keep it clean. I, I agree with that. God give it to us. But they're not going to prolong this thing from burning up because it is going to happen. Alright, so fire's coming one of these days. Then we see the phrase, that great and notable day of the Lord. Now what's that talking about? So what the Bible's referring to there is it's talking about a time that is yet future to come. And in that day, God is going to manifest Himself in judgment upon who? Upon all the enemies of the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ, all the enemies of Israel, all the enemies of Christ. That is when the day of these wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath will take place. How do you know? Your Bible said in Amos chapter 5, verses 16 through 20, Therefore the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord saith thus, Wailing shall be in all streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, and they shall call the husbandmen to mourning, and such as are skillful of lamentation to wailing. And in all vineyards shall be wailing, for I will pass through thee, saith the Lord. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. It's not a great day on that day. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light? Even very dark and no brightness in it. That day's coming. That day's coming. It's a bad day. And folks are going to be here and they're going to think that it's a big party and then this, this is coming and they're going to wish they could die and they can't die. It's going to be dark. That's what the Bible said. And then the fire's going to come. What an awful, awful day. The day's coming. But I got good news. If you're saved and born again, Ain't gonna be when that day comes. Thank you. Ain't you glad for that? So Joel's prophecy relates to the last days and will have its ultimate fulfillment in the Messiah, Jesus Christ, when he shall come as king tonight to establish his kingdom upon the earth. Now, as you and I look at these verses, we see that Peter is telling these assembled multitude of Jews. That's something similar to what they are now witnessing God had promised in connection with the days of Messiah and with His coming as King. He is telling them all this is going to come to pass just like this day of Pentecost did as well. He said, listen, you've got the oracles of God. Pay attention. Alright, so what they were witnessing at this time, what is happening here at Pentecost is they are witnessing the outpouring of the Holy Ghost of God, the Holy Spirit. We know that this outpouring was not in the full sense, I guess you could say, as given in the prophecy of Joel. That's a partial fulfillment there. But what took place on the day of Pentecost was an evidence that Jesus, 
whom they crucified was the Lord Messiah, Jesus Christ. As the prophecy was partially fulfilled, it was a pledge as well that in due time, all the prophecy of the book of Joel will be fulfilled. And it will, by the way. Amen. Peter's preaching on it, but it will come to pass. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke will come to pass one of these days. There's going to be war and slaughter in the land like we've never seen before. But on this day of Pentecost, none of that happened yet. Alright? But one of these days, the judgment of God is going to be opened up. The wrath of God is going to be opened up. He's going to be uh, red from the blood that is shed. And friend, it's going to be a bad day. The moon will become His blood. And we know that because the Bible said in Revelation 6 and 12, And I beheld when He opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became His blood. There's a whole lot of talk about the blood moons. There's been a bunch of talk about it. I don't know if it's true or not, but I know what the Bible says. The moon will become as blood one day. Alright, so we see that. All that will come to pass. And I wish I had time to give you more tonight, but not only will that come to pass, I'm going to give you a little bit. The Bible also said in verse number 20, the sun shall be turned into darkness. Can you imagine a day like that? So not only will there be blood, There'll be darkness on that judgment day. I don't think people really understand how bad it is going to be. The Bible said in Matthew 24, 29 through 31, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. There's another sign that the prophet Joel's talking about. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. There's not going to be happy days in that day. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect. Who's that? Israel from the four winds. Uh, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. And guess what? Christ will rule, Christ will reign, and all for you and I that are saved is going to be perfect, peace, joy. What a day. Before peace comes tonight, all this judgment must happen. There will be blood, there will be darkness when it should be day. And Amos 8 9 says, And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I'll cause the sun to go down at noon, and I'll darken the earth in the clear of day. Now you think about that. If you're lost, we could be living in the days the church gets ratcheted out in the And friend, listen to me. This is serious. That day is coming to pass. You can look at me like I've got four heads if you want to. It's coming to pass. The Bible said there are awful days ahead for the lost. But oh friend, if you're saved and born again, better days lie ahead. As you and I look at what Peter was saying, here he is. And he's using Joel's prophecy to let the men of Judah know that the miracle of Pentecost was just the beginning of what was about to take place in the last days. He did not suggest that Pentecost would be the end of the signs and other wonders because more signs and wonders are going to happen after the tribulation period tonight. So, 
There are many signs that are further to happen. You and I that are saved ain't going to be here. Okay? Then that great notable day of the Lord comes, there will be more things. There's only one person tonight that knows when that day's going to be. Jesus Christ don't know, but God the Father knows. And it is coming. Friend, listen to me. The moon will become as blood. The earth will receive a bloodbath, I guess you could say. There's going to be slaughter. The earth will receive a bath of fire. It's going to be all burnt up and a vapor of smoke. That's what Joel's prophesying about. All these things will come to pass before Jesus Christ comes to reign in glory. Thank God. Not so much. I'm not thanking God for the bad stuff people's going to see. I'm thanking God for the good things that we're going to see one day. Oh, friend, a new heaven and a new earth. I made this statement one time, the earth's not going to be burnt completely up. It's a bad statement. I made that statement. My mistake It's going to burn up. But I'm telling you, friend, after it burns, there's going to be a new one. And we're going to be there if you're saved and born again. Jesus will reign for a thousand years. We that are saved will reign with him. And then at the end all of all things, he'll take the throne and he'll reign forever. Where at? On the Mount of Olives. How many of you have seen Israel before? How many of you have seen that? That gold dome on there. How many have seen that? I'm not talking about literally. Just don't picture me. Right there. Right there. Where the throne of David. Jesus Christ is going to reign from that throne. Boy, what a day. What a day. It could happen any day. The temple, the pieces are there. They're over there in Jerusalem now, in Israel now. They could be built. They could be started building any minute. Friend, do you know where you're going tonight? If you do, look up. Look up. Better days. My head. Isaiah 9 and 7. The Bible says this. Of the increase of his government. This is what you're going to see if you're saved. In peace. There shall be no end. Can you imagine a place where peace will never end? We took a cruise and we got out on the ocean and there wasn't many people out there. I said, thank the Lord for that. And I'm serious. I mean, we got out there and it was peaceful. But can you imagine a day that's going to be even more peaceful than that? See, the peace ended. We had to get back on the ship and got on the plane and the peace ended real fast. There's coming a peace that will never, ever end for the child of God. Of the increase of his government peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God is going to do that. What a day. What a day. Can you imagine what heaven's going to look like? Friend, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Got to see blue water this week. Heaven's going to be better than blue water. Hallelujah, friend. What a day. A street of gold. New heaven. New earth. I should come back now. Amen. I'd like to see it while I'm talking about it. What a day. What a day. Let's all stand. Our heads bowed. Our eyes closed tonight. I'm done. We don't have to have any music tonight. <clears throat> I want to ask you this. Are you ready to see it? Are you ready to see it?
Friend, will there be peace all over the earth? Are you ready to see it? Oh, what a day. Are you ready to see the new heaven and the new earth where all will be perfect? No more pain, no more sickness. No more of this crazy world. That day's coming. It's coming. But if you're lost tonight, I want you to know something. I'll be real serious with you. Hell will be your home if you don't get saved. You won't get to see the good that could await you. And friend, I'm telling you tonight, I believe God wants me to say this. If you've been playing games with God, it's not the time to play games. Hell's a real place, but heaven's just, real, just as real. It could be yours tonight. Maybe you're here tonight. You say, preacher, I've never been saved. I don't know your heart. Only God does. Maybe you're here tonight. You say, Preacher, I've never been saved. Why don't you come get saved? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to tell you the honest truth. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shut. Maybe you're here tonight, Preacher. I need to be saved. Would you come? Would you come? If you're glad you're saved, say amen tonight. Amen. If you're glad you're going to live with Jesus, say amen. 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 And if you're here and if you say, Preacher, I couldn't say amen because I need to be saved. If you need to be saved, why don't you come? If you feel like God's drawing you tonight, would you come right now? Call upon his name. Would you come? Maybe you're here tonight. You say, preacher, pray that God save me. Just pray for me. Would you slip up your hand? Preacher, pray for me. Bless that hand. Would there be another hand anywhere? Preacher, pray for me. And anyway. Amen. Let's pray. Your Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father.